Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 363 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, it's the Vegas edition. The Through the Power of Editing. You're listening to me. I'm on my, my, my second week in Las Vegas as you're listening to this. I'd like to say hopefully I'm up money, but we'll see. Some guys just can't handle Vegas. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, maybe I can handle it. Maybe I can. I think I'll be okay. But uh, actually, it is Sunday at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, before we, leave, we fly out tomorrow afternoon. So uh, I'm trying to get a few episodes in the can here. This is like the third episode I've recorded in less than 24 hours. So all oh, the things I do for you people, I'm telling you. Podcast of the year right here, I'm telling you, folks. You know, nobody can... Doubt my dedication. Oh, put a where's my put a C on this jersey. You know, what I'd be a, a fucking room guy. That's what I'd be right now, leading by example out here. Um, <laughs> yes, do as I say, not as I do. Um, how are you guys doing on this Wednesday? I'd like I, I'm going to tell you, even if I'm down money, I'm having a good time. I'm I'm uh, you know I'm I'm assuming I'm having a good time, but it's Vegas. How can you have a bad time? Um, yeah, so this is kind of a, it's kind of weird, right? Because it's like I'm talking to you, but you're listening to this like, you know, 10 days into the future. So it's like, okay, well, what can I talk about? I guess I can't talk about anything I bring up, you know, certainly won't be uh, up to date. It'll be like when you used to read them old wrestling magazines. They were about, a, they were about two months behind. Yeah, uh, well, I'm about 10 days behind because one of the things I'm going to talk about is an NHL debut today. Gotta say, uh, old list guy Tim... Gave me the gave me the heads up, and uh, you know I went and checked it out, and I'm like, you know, we'll see. Well, but uh, you know, I'll get into that shortly. Uh, I have I well, it's kind of a list. I will say, someone sent me a YouTube video, and it was a top ten hockey fights of all time. So I was like, oh okay, so let's check it out. And uh, it was by NBC Sports of all channels. And I was like, oh all right, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah, so I can't act surprised because I obviously had to watch the videos and I wrote down the fights that they had in order, so, uh, I will talk about that and, uh, I'm going to open some hockey cards, uh, but first, 
a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 100 shows in the network. Uh, if we keep it up, it might be dwindling here pretty quick, though. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Jolt and Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicle has, has released another Steve McLaren interview. I don't know how many parts it is. I don't know. Maybe he didn't release another one. But he has been interviewing Steve McLaren. At last, at recording time, he's on episode three. Uh, part three. Um, and of course, Stone Cold, one of my favorite all-time minor league fighters. And, uh, it's been a fun little listen. So, um, again, talking to my future self, I'm going to have to go back and, uh, and catch up because obviously I'm not listening to podcasts on vacation, but, uh, I'll have to do that when I get back. But, uh, that, and I'm not sure what Alex's deal is as of right now. I know he, he obviously has just moved to Tennessee and, uh, you know, getting settled at home or getting settled at the house and, um, you know, unpacking and getting a job and all that shit. So obviously podcasting is not on his mind. So I don't know in the next 10 days if he's going to record anything or not. But as of right now, he hasn't recorded anything. And, uh, same thing with Jordan at five in a game. So, uh, you know, we're up in the air here. Like I said, though, I'm talking to you 10 days after this. So I'm not sure what's going to happen in two weeks here, but, uh, that's where we sit on February 18th, 2024 at 4:30 in the afternoon as I see it. But, um, how about we open these hockey cards here, folks? Um, I have to still kind of have to go clean up and, and pack a little bit. And I am actually going to go to bed early. Well, I'm not like six o'clock at night or anything, but, um, I'm going to bed early tonight because, um, uh, I have to work tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow morning and somebody say, well, you're flying out tomorrow. Yes. I'm flying out, um, at five o'clock at night, um, but tomorrow, of course, Monday is holiday Monday here. In, in, I think in the States it's President's Day. Uh, but up here it's Family Day. And, uh, which of course is a stat holiday, which pays triple time. So I'm like, well, I will make time to go into work. So I am going in like at four in the morning and uh, I'm going to bust around for about six or seven hours, get that triple time. Hey, you know, I'm, I might need it seeing as I'm going to Vegas for two weeks. I might need the overtime money. So. I'm going to go do that and, uh, you know, um, catch up on a few things and, and then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go to bed. I'm, 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 I'm really talking myself in that I'm going to go to bed at about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Well, it'll be midnight. I'll be down here doing fucking show graphics or something. I already know it, but in my head, I'm going to go to bed early. We'll see, but let's have a look at these cards. Shall we? These are uh 91, 92 pro set. Makarov. Do I get Makarov on like every pack of cards I open? Um, I'm never going to knock where, what season was it? I always tell the story about how I picked him last in the draft. And, uh, yeah, there it was his first year, 80, yeah, 24 goals, 62, 86 points. He picked me up. That's what won me the draft. So I'm not going to knock Serge Makarov too much. Uh, Jolton Joe Sackick. There we go. Gary Roberts, one of the premier power forwards. Yeah, huge Gary Roberts fan. Steve Larmer, um, underrated talent. Uh, you know what I mean? Great player though. Mike Ricci. Uh, yeah. Stefan Debu. Dave Taylor. There you go. Old. You know. Uh, again, had a great career. Uh, was not afraid to mix it up though. Neil Broughton, famous. Of course, one of his fighting majors was against Wayne Gretzky. Steve Eiserman. Yeah, he wasn't bad. <laughs> Oh, what a talent. Uh, Brian Scrudlin. There you go. Old Saskatoon boy. Met him a couple times. Nice guy. Grinder. This is Dave Taylor in the Master. King Clancy trophy. Uh, Al McGinnis all-star card. Uh, Dave Gagne all-star card. There we go. And some, what is this? 
the modern arena built for comfort. Oh, it's like that black and white heritage card from, uh, well, there we go. Well, that's a, I mean, hey man, you get Sackick and Iserman and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not a bad little package right there as far as the star players go. Uh, Gary Roberts can go over in the toughness pile. There we go. Hockey cards. There's actually a, I believe there's a collectible store just off of uh, Fremont Street that uh, I tried to go there uh, last time we were in Vegas, but they were closed at the time. So I'm going to check them out this time. We'll see. I've never been to a collectible store in Vegas. I'm sure there's a bunch of them, but um, I know there's one in the mall over in the corner too. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm talking, I'm talking out loud here. Um, I'm talking out loud. Yeah, no, yeah. Thinking out loud is what I'm trying to say. Um so I'm I'm sitting there, um, having a having a mid afternoon nap. I'm just kind of taking it easy, and this guy Tim texts me, telling me how much he enjoys outdoor games. Uh, oh, oh yeah, someone's car alarm is going. That's that's is that? Oh, they got it. Um, it how outdoor games? Um, all right. I think they've um. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the thing with the outdoor games. I mean, it's a, I get the gimmick. Um, I mean, it's obviously overplayed at this point. I mean, how many do they play a year and stuff? But, uh, I mean, if the people, st- I mean, you know, I get if the, if the folks are still going to go out and watch, I mean, what the fuck, right? I mean, um, you know, I think this, this year is what, obviously the Battle of New York. Um, you know, that's a cool idea. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, and I think if you did that, like a New York one, like a Battle of Alberta one, and, you know, you know, Philly, Pittsburgh, I mean, I think if you did kind of a rivalry deal, not like not a made up rivalry one, but like, you know, or even in the same state, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, uh, same province, you know, we could do Toronto, Ottawa, you know, stuff like that, um. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I mean I don't, I'm not watching any of these. I don't really, I don't care. But um, or do an original six thing or something. Um, okay. Other than that, eh, whatever. Um, but anyway, moving from that, um, he was kind of saying, like, he goes, I don't know who this kid is. You got to see this big motherfucker for the Rangers. So this, this Matt Rempe, um, yeah, six seven two forty. Um, he's a Western kid out, out from Calgary, Alberta, uh, 21 years old, played in the dub, played in Seattle. Um, if I had more time, I know he played with Cade McNelly. I was going to, I should, I was going to text Cade and say like, what's the, give me the lowdown with this kid here. But man, him and, him and Cade on the same club. There you go. Um, wasn't a real huge fighter in junior. And of course the Western Hockey League doesn't have any fight limits, but, um, didn't put up huge numbers, but, um, obviously someone kind of gave him the, gave him the Iggy there when he turned pro and it's kind of like, okay, dude, like you're, you're six foot eight, uh, maybe start, you know, you don't have the, the offensive flair to, you know, make the NHL. So maybe, maybe start beating the shit out of people. And he's clearly, you know, kind of getting going 96 AHL games. He's got 16 tilts. Yeah. You know that nowadays shit that, you know, that, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's like Mike Peluso like numbers at, at this point in this day and age. So, um, and again, I, I've never heard of this kid or anything and I'm not trying to knock him or anything. I just, I don't follow hockey, you know, other than a couple guys, right? Uh, newer guys. So, um, but I went back and looked and, uh, watched a bunch of his fights. 
Um, point being is it was just obviously his first NHL game was regular season game was today at the outdoor game, which would be kind of a hell of a debut. You're at the outdoor game as your debut. And then his first NHL shift, he fights Matt Martin. So I'm like, oh, attaboy kid. And he looked all right. I mean, it was, you know, was it, you know, it wasn't Hordachuk Engelstad or anything, but yeah, whatever they got into it. And, uh, you know, hell of a first shift in the NHL. You'll have something. If you never, if he does nothing else, he's got something to talk about. My, my NHL debut was at an outdoor game and I fought Matt Martin on my first shift. Well, there you go. Shit. You got a story to tell for the rest of your life. So, you know, good on him. And hey, it is a Western kid. So I get, you know, I got a soft spot for him. Plus, He's an old uh, Alberta Junior League guy. Played a couple years of Junior A, so I'm, I really got a soft spot for this kid now. So now, people, you have my attention. Okay, so, and I will say, I went back and looked at some of his American League fights. Goddamn, not bad, not bad. I mean, again, am I, you know, oh, oh boy, he's the next coming of Link Gates. I mean, well, I'm not saying that, but I mean, um, had a great fight with, uh, I will say, out of all the fight, I kind of looked at his fight card, and of course, not not paying much attention. I'm like, I don't know any of these people that he's fighting. I've never heard of these guys. Until I saw Vince Arsenault and Dylan McElrath and that uh, Amama guy. Okay, well, I'm like, I know these three. And M. Poli, I know that one. Okay, let's watch these ones. Has a really good fight with McElrath. So I'm like, okay... You got my attention now. You've, you've, uh, when you can go with McElrath and hang tight, cause I know how tough Dylan McElrath is. And he looked good there. Great fight with Arsenal. Check that one out. Um, Omama. I, I've had a bunch of people tell me that Boku Omama guy is, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, he's willing and everything. I'm not knocking the kid, but I've watched, somebody was telling me about it and I kind of went down the rabbit hole and watched a bunch of his stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, uh, you know, like, I mean, he's willing and everything, but okay. Anyway, uh, Poli, he gave it to Poli pretty good. Um, gave it to a Hathaway. Was it Hathaway? I don't know. The, the, the Greenway on Bo- on Providence. Um, but anyway, I got to say though, no, like I said, big kid, sick, like six, eight, like it's like Chara, right? More or less. Um, I will say the Rangers, if they were smart, uh, and you're serious with this kid and whatever, uh, this is just my opinion. I would find a big man to work with him. Um, I, I would, I would literally, seriously, I would get a Steve McIntyre, a guy that's his size that can relate to him. Um, that, cause everybody char, no, nah, I don't char, but McIntyre, a guy that knew how to use his size. Um, because it's interesting for as tall as he is, he doesn't lock guys out. He keeps him in close actually. Um, which okay is fine. Also tells me, I don't think I'm, now again, I have to go through his WA. I didn't watch every one of his fights. Cause again, I wanted to get this recorded quickly. So I apologize for not going really deep into it. Maybe, maybe there was, but I, from watching his fighting style, it leads me to believe that he's never really been caught with one yet. Because if he had, I think he would be using his size more. And he should, when you're that big, you could string, you got fishing poles for arms. You could string motherfuckers out. They ain't reaching you. And meanwhile, you could just, and you could play a tune on their head. So, uh, they need a big man to work with them, I think, and, and kind of get them to use his length. And, uh, but right now, because I will say credit to him, he doesn't, I mean, again, as a fight fan, you know, when they use their lane, that's boring as shit. But at the same time, if for self-preservation, you know, uh, is what it's all about. Because uh, he didn't jersey jab guys or stick them out or, you know, like I said, string them out and just kind of lean back. Because, I mean, if he strung a guy out and leaned back, well, you know, the only thing he's going to catch is a cold from the fist, from the wind. So, because they ain't reaching him. Um, 
but it also makes for a very boring fight. So I will say he stays in the pocket. He stays, keeps the guys in tight from the fights that I saw. Which probably is not, I mean, as a fight fan, it's good. As, as an individual, probably not so much. I would say kid learn to, like I said, learn to use your size and string a guy out. But I like his willingness. Um, and it's, it, it, he's going to be somebody I pay attention to. And like I said, I got the fondness for, he had a junior A guy and a Western guy. Um, you know, he got my, he's got my attention now. So, um, you know, I hope he can stick with the Rangers and, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, and we'll see how he does going forward. But yeah, he's a big dude and, um, you know, and like I said, watch the AHL stuff. I don't know how much pop he's got on his shots. Uh, same time, he's 21, grown into it, right? Because, um, like I said, doesn't didn't strike me as a real huge fighter in the in the Western League, and uh, so. But I think obviously someone kind of clued him in, and like if you're going to make the NHL, this is what you need to do, and clearly it worked because he's there now. So, um, you know, good on him and uh, good luck going forward, and uh, we'll see what he can do. Matt Rampey, there, so check him out. Big kid for the Rangers and, uh, you know, old Ked's probably, uh, from the morning skate, you know, he's fired up. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, uh, it'll be fun to watch his development going forward. It's always fun to watch the, you know, the kids when they come up, right? And you, and you can, um, you know, well, and the other thing that's always cool, and it, yeah, I mean, it bugs me that we couldn't do it back in the day, but, um, uh, of course, now with video and everything everywhere and, you can watch them right from, like I said, with this Rempy, I could go back to his very first Western League fight, and you know, when he's 17 or whatever in junior. I mean, um, you know, and you, and you go all the way through and you watch those and you watch his AHL and then you get to the NHL. So you get to watch his development, which is really cool. And, uh, you know, which obviously in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we weren't really able to do because it wasn't, you could get the odd junior fight or the odd minor league fight, but it's not like you could get all of them, right? You couldn't see all of the fights. Very few guys. I mean, like I always said with Scott Parker, it's like the one guy that I know, I'm trying to think, like back at, for like the older guys where like 95% of his junior fights, because there was a fight guy in Kelowna that got all the games, so he made the Parker tape. And then he got the American League Hershey Bears footage from Parker, put that together, and then, of course, the NHL stuff, right? So all of Parker's stuff is there, uh, which is very rare back for a 80s, 90s guy. So, because most guys, you're, you're like, you'd have, like, even LaRock. I mean, I have some of George's junior fights, but certainly not all of them. Some of his Hamilton Bulldog fights, but not all of them. So it's like, you know, you don't get to see all of it. Part, uh, Bugard a little bit too. You could see, cause his brother was really big into collecting the footage. So there's a bunch of junior boogie stuff. And then of course the East Coast League with Louisiana, the ice skaters put a tape out. How's that for back in the day? The actual team made a fight tape and sold it. Yes. The Louisiana ice skaters made a tape that year. It's a great DVD too. Bugard and Sean Skihar kicking ass in Louisiana. It's a good one. Um, you know, and then obviously American League and then boom up to the NHL. So, you know, that stuff is around, but. Like I said, it's very rare. So nowadays, that's why we say now we got all the technology and no one fights anymore. So, eh, such as it is. But um, anyway, that, uh, yeah, Matt Rampey, there we go. Um, good luck to you, kid. And uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be paying attention. It'll be interesting. Like I said, as I'm as you're listening to this, of course, that fight was ten days ago. So I'm interested to see if he's if he's still up and and what he's doing. Um, you know, especially a young guy. I mean, you're going to be a tough guy and you're going to, if they're going to keep him around for a couple weeks, I mean, he's going to have to make the rounds. Not that there's a lot of guys out there, but, um, you know, whoever is out there, hopefully, and hopefully, like I said, if he plays a, I don't know what the schedule is, but hopefully if he plays a Toronto or he plays a Philly or something, you know, Delorier and Reeves give him a shot, right? Um, you know, who knows nowadays, but, you know, we will see. 
but anyway, folks, uh, you know, we're, like I said, I hate to be rushing through here, like my hair's on fire, but uh, kind of got shit to do here. So uh, let's get to that list. But beforehand, we got to do some sponsorship. So, uh, oh, by the way, if you're on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook, and check out my YouTube channel. I have over 2,200 videos on there, and all the leagues are represented. So please subscribe to the channel. If you happen to watch a video you like, hit the like button. It sounds, I hate that. Smash the like button. Uh, but it's true, because that does help in the algorithms, and so I get it. But yeah, it's the same thing with the sponsorship here. I know a lot of people fast-forward through the DraftKings ads and everything, and I get it, right? But um, if you are going to gamble and uh, play some fantasy sports or bet on sports, and you're going to use DraftKings, please use the promo. Literally, please use the promo code THPN. It's act- Seriously, it's, it really is free money. You put like $5 in and get 200 You really do. It's not just a scam. You really do it. These gambling sites, they all want guy- people to sign up and play with gamble with them so they're gonna they're they'll give away the farm to get new listeners or new gamblers so yeah but thpn if you want some if you want 200 bucks but uh but it, it's what keeps the keeps the uh network afloat so um these are the ads because somebody was bitching to me again about the ads it's like dude that's the way it is if like you watch tv there's ads that come on if it's what supports the show same thing with youtube you watch it i get the youtube ads are annoying but that's what keeps youtube going right and that's what gets people paid and that's what monetizes channels and that type of thing that's how we get paid for the podcast download don't stream please but uh yeah it's through DraftKings is paying us so um yeah so bear with me please i'm sorry that uh pisses some of you off but i really wish some i really wish some of you if you're gonna gamble i, w- I really do hope you sign up and and uh, anyway, got to do what we got to do. Keep the lights on. But anyway, here we go. And after this, let's get to this list. And now here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Yeah, Connor Bedard's back. Anytime scoring prop for him is plus 330. Oilers, the favorite Stanley Cup futures ticket. Plus 700 right now, followed by Boston and Colorado at plus 850. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DK ng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. <clears throat> okay. Well, as I said, somebody had sent me this uh, from the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And they're like, hey, check it out. It's their... Can you believe NBC did a top 10 fights and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, okay. No, I can't believe it, actually. And, uh, yeah, I could just, I just could imagine. Um, sorry, folks. I'm plugging my phone in here. It's almost dying. So, um, 
No, I can't imagine NBC doing a list. So uh, let, let's go through it. So I watched the video. It's about a 14-minute video. And um, all right. <laughs> you know, um, I will put a link in the description here of the, uh, of the uh, podcast if you guys want to check it out. Um, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you know, um, it was an interesting list. Um, let's get into it. Um, well, number 10 was uh, Scott Stevens versus Dave Manson. Um, you know, a, a real talked about fight. I know Stevens and Manson had a real rivalry going. Uh, Stevens was playing with the Blues at the time, Manson in Chicago. Um, it's in the old Chicago stadium, so it was really rocking. It was kind of a little line thing. And then Stevens and Manson separate, square off. It, it was a cool square off. And, uh, you know, not a little bit bad, not a bad little tilt. I mean, I, I, I don't know what makes it a great, one of the greatest top 10 hockey fights of all time. I'm like, I, you know. I could put about 40 LNH fights in front of that thing. So, um, well, oh, I should say, I should have said at the start of the, obviously being NBC sports and the 10 grade, it's just going to be NHL stuff, right? Um, so, you know, it should have been the 10 greatest NHL fights of all time, not just 10, but I mean, a lot of these, you know, a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that, oh, you know, oh, it's the NHL or nothing. They don't pay attention to anything else. So, so I get it why they, oh, Angle Chat, you know, Angle Stan Hordachuk isn't on there. It should have been. But, uh, you know, if you're going to talk about great fire, Tasker, Sam, or, you know, real diehard hockey fans know that. But, I mean, obviously we're catering to the NHL crowd and, and it's NBC Sports. It's not like they're going to go dig up, you know, Western Hockey League footage or anything. I get it. So I should have said it's the top 10 NHL fights of all time. So, but yeah, Manson and Stevens, um, uh, was it Crit? Y2J? Crit, he and I d- disagreed on this, um, cause he kind of says this is where Stevens, like, really kind of stopped being a real good fighter, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I talked about that before. I mean, him and I talked about it. Um, and I mean, I never thought about it that way. I mean, that's his opinion. I wasn't saying it was right or wrong. I just kind of, eh, you know, I think you're probably going a little too deep psychology about it, but, um, cause I don't, Stevens, I, this idea that Manson really beat the shit out of him, I mean, you know, I, not really. I mean, it wasn't, it's a wild scrambly fight. I mean, you know, Manson busts him up, cut him around the eye. I mean, it was an okay, you know, but was it some big, huge ass kicking? Not really, but I don't know. Uh, but the fight was cool. The build up, of course, being in the old stadium, get the fans rocking and everything else. It's like, you know, I, I get the, the gravity of the situation, like the moment, right? So, um, but in terms of actual, like, you know, some toe-to-toe punch-up war. Nah, you know, it was all right. Uh, number nine was the Caps and the Flyers when uh, Wilson and Simmons fought, and then Ray Emery fought Holtby, and, um, you know, Le Cavalier fights, and there's a line brawl, and it's like, you know, this is like new age thinking. I mean, you know, at the time, I mean, you always you can't beat a good line brawl. It's like, okay, you know, Wilson and Simmons fought, then Emery goes down and basically beats the shit out of Holtby, you just takes it and the Washington couple of Washington guys just stand there and watch and they're yelling at the refs it's like oh god you can definitely tell it's new age hockey um you know I, I guess for the again for the spe- like I think they're going for the spectacle of it maybe not the air quotes greatest fight like when you say greatest fight you're thinking again task or sin or something um okay it, it, you know I, I guess Holtby and Emery sure I mean anytime the goalies fight it's always unique right and Rammer is a bad dude, man. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, old Ray Ray. But, uh, yeah, he could throw for sure. Uh, number eight was the, um, 
Well, it would surprise me. It was, uh, it was, it was the Montreal Boston in 1970. Uh, you know, Lapointe and Cashman and the bench is empty and Sanderson, the cops are getting into it. And, and, uh, it, it surprised me that they went back that far. I thought everything would be, you know, like, uh, you know, even the Stevens Manson thing kind of surprised. Oh, it's like, okay, the nineties or whatever. And then all of a sudden we're going back to 1970. It's like, holy shit. Okay. Well, you know. I, I thought everything would just be like new age shit. Cause of course they showed, like I said, number nine was the Washington Philly thing. It was kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, bench clearing brawl. I mean, you know, the old black and white footage, it was, uh, it was something. It was, um, you know, Cashman going nuts, just going pile to pile, swinging on people. Yeah. You know, just crazy old time brawl. Right. So, um, number seven was, um, uh, again, it, an older one, it was, uh, the Flyers and the Kings and, uh, ends up like Mal Bridgman and Steve Jensen fight like three times. Uh, Randy Holt and Paul Holmgren, uh, really have a good one. Um, yeah, it's classic good old flyer, flyer bench clearing, uh, with LA and, uh, but yeah, Jensen and Bridgman, Bridgman with that friggin' Spaceballs helmet. Feel sorry for Jensen having to bash his hand off of that thing. Um, but Mel Bridgman, undersized guy, but tough dude. And, uh, and Jensen did well too. It was a real, you know, so they, they had a real solid exchange, but Holton Holmgren was, was a real good one. Um, yeah, solid little line bro. So I, I'm like, holy shit, they're going into the seventies and stuff here. I'm like, ah, you know, again, it's uh it was a, a unique pick. Um, Again, I think it, the spectacle of, of a bench clearing brawl, I'm sure who at NBC Sports, I'm sure whoever their media person that was putting this together, I can guarantee is under 25 years old. So for them, I'm sure this is just like, oh my God, like, you know, watching, a, you know, Thunderdome apocalypse now or something watching this shit. Cause they, and it's true. And I'll get to the final one in a minute here, but when, you know, I'll, I'll get to that when I'm wrapping up, but, um, Number six was, uh, you know, Juan Osgood. Of course, the clock, you gotta have the, um, Avalanche Detroit battle. Um, of course, this is the, uh, the rematch game, the second time that they fought. You know, Waz looking after Vernon busting him up. He, he's looking for Osgood for, you know, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the rematch or for the, uh, redemption, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, Colorado Detroit rivalry for the ages and those games will never be forgotten. And, um, you know, I, I still have yet, I, I know ESPN, who was it? Somebody released the documentary on that and I have not watched it yet. And, uh, I've been told by a number of people it's very good. Um, yeah, I need to, I mean, obviously I know all about it, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Um, that was number six, number five. Oh, the Probert Domi rematch. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I mean, Probert could have probably been on here a couple times. You know, he's not with the Crowder ones and stuff. But um, that was always that's why I always say with Probert, he always he always he was a, as uh, my my wrestling my old wrestling fans out there that listen. I know all Tim being one of them, and you know, as Dusty Rhodes would say, he's a big money ball player. You know, and uh, you know, and Probert was he was a big money player. And uh, when the when the rematch was going to happen, you weren't getting fucking let down. Probert was going to show up and put on a show. He did with Domi. He did with Crowder. Um, Ewan, you know, all these, like, I mean, those ones aren't, the Ewan one isn't as famous, but he got dropped in the first one. He came back strong in the second. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Probert always showed up for the rematches. And, um, 
Yeah, and he didn't disappoint in this one for sure. And this is after getting talked to by the league, and they're like, oh, if you guys fight, we're giving you 20 games, blah, blah, blah. Probert still pushed it. Domi tells the story. Like, Probert comes out, and he's like, yeah, let's get it over with. And he's like, holy shit, seriously? Did you not remember what Stein said? Like, we're getting 20 games. Probert's like, I don't fucking care. Let's do it. And like, Bob's a bad dude, man. You know, like I said, leave it to the community. Oh, if you fight, we're going to suspend you. Yeah, yeah, the place is rocking. It's the it's the sellout ticket. Yeah, this the commissioners, don't, yeah, don't fight, we'll suspend you. Like, holy shit. Like I said, hockey can't get out of its own way sometimes. But they did do it, and there we go. Um, number four was the Flyers Habs playoff, <coughs> was the pregame brawl in the playoffs. And, uh, again, could you imagine nowadays a playoff series and there's a, they, they, they get to the game and they're like, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe there was a brawl before the game start. People would be like, what? Could you imagine what social media would do? Yeah. Of course, Claude Lemieux and those, and, uh, you know, course and them messing around at the end, putting the puck in the empty net in the Flyers empty net. And, uh, Hospital and them took offense to it, and um, yeah, man, the brawl was on. Of course, ends up dialing, fighting Dave Brown, and you know Brown with no gear on, and yeah, imagine fighting Brown with no shirt, like just wearing shoulder pads, or or he wasn't even wearing shoulder pads; he just had his pants, like on, you know, and just like Nylon's like, oh shit, you know, um, yeah, it's just again pregame brawl, the play, uh, the playoffs, yeah, playoffs, you know, but uh, yeah, um. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> number three, of course, the Az Red Wings, the first one, Vernon, Vernon and Wah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, what can you say about the Detroit, Colorado, that, that rivalry in, in that time, for that time period? Um, you know, all the other stories with the, with the McCarty and Lemieux thing and, um, you know, Shanahan doing the flying tackle and shit. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, yeah, Forsberg and, you know, Larry Onoff and all of them fighting. I mean, you had guys that don't normally fight, fight. And I mean, that's how much passion there was into it. And, um, yeah, man, that's what, that's the rivalry. That's not a, that's a rivalry that you can't create, um, in a TV studio, you know, or a, a sports channel trying to hype up something. That's, that's legitimate. There was hatred there. And, uh, and you saw it play out. Uh, number two is Quebec, Montreal, 1984, uh, when, uh, Louis Slager drops, uh, Hamel with the shot over the ref's shoulder and really puts him out. And that is a vicious brawl with everyone fighting. The Hunter brothers almost go at it. Um, you know, backup goalies are Malarchuk for Quebec's fighting. And, uh, um, in a bit, I remember, obviously, I remember the brawl, like, I remember seeing clips of the brawl. I remember the sucker punch and, you know, the, um, you know, the aftermath of that. Um, I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched, you know, the whole brawl intently and took notes or anything. So to watch this video was, was pretty interesting. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I've always said as a hockey fight fan, like, you know, when you used to get fight tapes and fight DVDs and stuff and you got old, older eighties, seventies, eighties stuff, you know, there's always lots of brawls and whatever. I always, as a fan, I was like, I never liked the brawls cause it's like, I never knew which fight to watch. Right. I was like, can y'all fight just individually back to back so I can watch it? Um, but yeah, um, I gotta say though, it all, it all, you know, being serious though, like you get into a brawl like that, that's like, especially back then. I mean, anytime you would be, not that they, it, well, they wouldn't happen now, but, um, 
like like I said with that seventies brawl, and then you got Cashman going pile to pile like suckering guys and shit. I mean, that would be a scary deal, man. If you're on the bottom of a pile and like, because no one's coming to save you for like a bunch of minutes, right? Because the refs are separating guys, and you and if you get a couple guys that get real hot about shit and are nuts, I mean, and they're throwing shots at you underneath or eye gouging, and you got of course you got goddamn skates flying around. Like it's amazing to me that more guys just didn't get like fingers cut and faces like cut up and all that shit, right? Like, you just think of these brawls with guys falling all over and fighting next to each other, and you just think it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure people probably got gashed with skates, but I mean, you know, just some real horrific shit that could have happened, right? It's just, uh, but yeah, man, brawls would be scary. I mean, I've talked, I've had friends back in the junior days that had lion brawls and everything else, and they're like, all you're doing is just hoping to grab, like, kind of the, you know, the, basically the, pussiest guy on the other team right so at least if you're gonna start really swinging it's like okay i could probably take this guy but two it's like he's not really anxious to fight either so you can maybe kind of just go through the motions but yeah you didn't want to grab because there's always a couple of guys that are gung-ho to fight everyone right yeah that's the guy you didn't want to grab but uh yeah scary shit man and then um of course number one was the bruins rangers and the bruins went in the crowd and um <clears throat> I, I, we've all seen that clip a million times, but it was funny. I was kind of watching it intently the other night and it's been a while. <clears throat> I mean, I know Milbury always gets shit for going up there and they, people always bring up Milbury hitting the guy with the shoe, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but O'Reilly started the whole thing by going to the crowd. I noticed nobody ever gives O'Reilly shit, but O'Reilly and McNabb and shit were the ones that were really gung ho, but like Winsick gets up there and like they're all up there and like, just the Milbury hit the guy with the shoes, just funny. But, um, I'm like, ah, fuck that guy. He grabbed this, uh, fuck the fans. I'm all, I'm all for the, I don't know why the people give the Bruins shit. I'm like, I was pumped the Bruins went in the crowd. Um, but that gets me to what I was saying before. Um, you just watch it and, and like, what a, what a moment in time. Like, what a different mindset the world had then. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into some political or, you know, what ideology and all that shit, but, but just in terms of hockey, well, let's stick to hockey, but just not that that was, oh, he went to the crowd, beat him with a shoe. It's just an accepted practice, but it was like, I don't know how much of a big deal it was. Like, I mean, people would watch it and they'd be like, okay, but like, like I can remember brawls happening when I was younger and I, I don't remember like, it wasn't like front page news and it was all over the news. Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened. The disgrace and like, no, not really. It would get mentioned, but people just kind of, eh, it's hockey. That's what they do. Like, it, it's interesting the mindset now. No, I'm sure there were probably, obviously there were people that were horrified and outraged, but I'm not saying all oh, this. I wish they still went into the crowd. I'm not saying that, but, um, but you just watch it. And I guess that, that's the, also the, the mindset or the, the difference in, um, generations, right? Like I'm watching that and yeah, it was crazy and everything else, but it's like, well, I've seen penalty box fights. I've seen people, other people go into the crowd. I've seen people punch fans. It's like, it's always a surprise when it happens. Obviously it wasn't like, Oh, this is, it used to happen every Tuesday. Like, well, no, but bench cleaning brawls don't like every once in a while, you'll see some youth hockey that it's at the end of the game and there, everyone's out in the ice and there, there's like three fights maybe. And they're wearing gloves and helmet. But all these people in the comment section are having a like this is the worst thing they've ever seen and they can't believe it and it's like holy shit you literally are under twenty five years old aren't you because it's like what do you do like calm down like holy shit I think it's just the drama now that goes around everything it's like just calm down but uh, no to watch the Bruins in the stands I just got to think I couldn't even 
try to just think just for a second wrap your head around if the Boston Bruins went into the stands today just imagine what the what would happen in the world in the, in the North American sports world if a hockey team went into the stands and started beating fans just imagine could you oh you can't twitter would melt all oh, they cry over body checks now imagine that a player, a player going in and assaulting a fan. Like those guys would be in jail. They'd be sued for everything. The league would get sued. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Oh, so that was just a wild thing watching it. And you just try to, you put yourself in that position. Like you just try to you equate it to today. Like put it in today. It's um, <laughs> you can't. It's just impossible. Yeah. So. Like I said, I'm sure whoever put this video together was probably under 25 years old and uh, was watching this shit. And somebody's like, oh, you go through it and you got to put the, the guy hitting the fan with the shoe. The what? The what now? Huh? You know, because I'm sure, like, if I went and talked to some 18, 19-year-old seasonal kid at work and talked about the time the Bruins player hit a fan with his shoe and they went into the crowd and were beating him up, he'd look at me like I had a turd hanging out of my mouth. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I have to, like, even now... Oh, I'll get my phone out and show them on YouTube, like, because we'll be talking hockey, like, we have some hockey fight uh, fans or whatever, and they'll be, oh, like, did you see the fight last night with, oh, the Chuck and blah, 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 and, oh, fuck, really, like, yeah, I'm like, here, here's a fight, and I'll show them, like, Horta, Chuck, and Engelstad, or Tasker, and Sen, and it just blows their, Morasti and Bosse, or Terrio and versus anyone, and it just blows their mind, like, they're like, what is this, right, like, yeah, exactly, so, it's just interesting, the generational, the mindset, the, you know, I don't blame them. They weren't even born when these fights were happening. So it's like, I'm not getting on them, but it's just like, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, but, um, it's just how, just how mindset's different, hockey's different, and it, it, it really hits home when you watch videos like this or you watch old stuff. It just sort of, I mean, I always yap about the generations. I, I get it, but it was but it, I just sort of, as I was watching the video, it sort of just dawned on me just the difference and, you know, well, even this, like I said, well, it was this, yeah, like I said, started the show, I'm talking about Matt Rempe making his NHL debut and people are online talking about it and, you know, Tim's let me know and, you know, people are getting, oh, you know, this is a new guy, well, wait till you see him and all oh, this rookie and all oh, blah, blah, blah and, you know, and it's it's such a big deal's made of it, and it's just like you know, back in the day, just be another guy, right? Just another big guy that's fighting. Now, obviously, he's extraordinarily big, but you know what I'm saying. Just kind of, he's just another big tough rookie up from the Western League. It used to happen all the time back in the day, and then you know, you'd see what the guy got, and he'd have to go through the league fighting everybody, and if he did well, he'd stick. If not, he'd be back riding the bus. And uh, you know, now it's 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 just yeah, it's just it was just a real generational thing, anyway, but. Anyway, folks, there we go. That is uh, episode 363 and the top 10 NHL fights of all time, according to NBC Sports. And uh, but it was a fun little video, and I'll put the video in. The, I'll put the link to the video in the uh, in the uh, in the show description here, so you guys can check it out. Like I said, it's about a 14 minute video. It was cool. Like I said, um, I guess it depends. I mean, like I said, if for a 25 year old guy making the video, I mean, yeah, these line brawls and bench clearing brawls would be crazy, and he'd never seen anything like that. Uh, in terms of actual, you know, toe to toe, holy shit, no, not really. Uh, no, I mean, my I wouldn't have had. Well, no, I would have had the Probert Domi rematch on it just for what it was and the and the um, 
the anticipation of it and the build up to it. Yeah, I would have that on there. Um, but, uh, other than that, uh, you know, and especially for, you know, me, I'm going to, if it was the greatest top 10 greatest fights, I'd probably have maybe two NHL fights. The rest would probably all be minor league shit and LMAH stuff. You know me, I'm a little, I'm a little biased in that way. I, I guess if I was making a greatest fights video, I'd have to put parameters on myself. So that would, cause or else we'd be all over the place. But, uh, anyway, um, thank you. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and, um, as I always say, and it's true, and I'm just not just saying it, um, the fact that you chose to listen to my show when there's a million podcasts out there, I greatly, I really do, I greatly appreciate it. And I really want to thank you guys um, for the feedback that I've been getting. Um, like I said, my DMs are open. If you're on social media, drop me a line. Um, I'd love to hear from you. If you're not on social media, hockeyfights at hotmail.com, please email me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, just if you want to share a story or just... Hey, listen to the show and you said this and that got me thinking I'm a big fan of this guy and blah, blah, blah. Or you should check this guy out or blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from fight fans, man. That's why I do this show. I want to hear from you guys. This is your guys' show. Um, and that's why I did this episode today. Um, you know, like I said, I'm recording on Sunday the 18th and it's now, I don't know, what is it? The 26th, whatever. Um, cause I wanted to get something out for you guys for on Wednesday. When you sit down in your cubicle eating your cheese sandwich, there, there's the fourth line voice to listen to. So you don't have to listen to Martha talk about her, about her cats. So, uh, you know, I didn't want to let you guys down. So, uh, yeah, that's, I've recorded three episodes in less than 24 hours. So, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, how great the episodes are. I mean, that's up to interpretation, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something to listen to anyway. And I hopefully it gets you through your day. And as a fight fan, hopefully it gives you, um, you know, something to think about or talk about or, you know, contemplate at any rate, at any rate. But, uh, please, uh, if you, whatever platform you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, what have you, uh, please, um, could you rate and review the show? I'd greatly appreciate it. It helps me out in the algorithms and, uh, yeah, guys, there we go. Um, out in Sim City here, hopefully, like I said, uh, you know, Please, please let me be winning. Please let me be winning. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I, I already know this. I don't even have to look into a crystal ball for this. I love Las Vegas. I will be having a great time, and I'll be just happy to be on vacation. And uh, my wife and I always love it, and uh, it'll be fun. So I know that much. But uh, after listening to this, I will be back on Sunday, March the 3rd. Happy birthday to my brother, Ryan. Um, we will... Uh, I will be... Uh, Back and talk to you guys Sunday, give you my, what happened, the trip wrap up and, you know, something goofy will always probably happen or I'll be ranting about something. Hopefully I'd like to tell you about, hopefully I'm telling you about some jackpot that I hit or my wife hit, but, uh, no, well, uh, I, it, like I said, it's just going to be fun to get away. So, um, anyway, there we are folks, fourth line voice. I don't know what that meant. I, I was going to say something and I was like, I completely blanked out, but Holy shit. Time to go pack. I'm getting out of here. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. We'll be home. Home. I'll talk to you from home. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 